What's going on everyone, Superstar Steve again, welcoming you back to another edition of One Take Live. We are the most must-hear audio in podcast history, and we are post-Survivor Series, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, decent show, it kept me relatively entertained for the whole time. I'm going to rate it an 8 out of 10. 8 out of 10 on this one. Some things were missing, some things were great. Um, kept me entertained mostly, I'd say, probably because of... The different mix of egos and, and talent in the ring and the fact that you never get to see that. Um, so it's being such a rare instance that it creates an element of excitement in itself rather than per se the wrestling. It was more so the big spectacles of having two certain guys or girls in the ring at the same time. Uh, that's probably what gave it that rating for me. The wrestling yeah, leaves a lot to be desired, doesn't it? Uh, there may be a couple of, of decent matches, but the rest were more so the spectacle. Um, but without any further ado, I think we should just get straight into it. So we kicked off the show with the New Day bursting the shield in what was a pretty good match, I thought. Maybe even uh, match of the night. Excuse me, I haven't yawned at all. And then bring out the microphone and I just start yawning. Um, it was a back and back and forth contest. Uh, everyone involved quite some quite unique maneuvers, I'd say. Um, wrestling moves, something that we haven't seen before, uh, which is always good and exciting when that happens. So I did enjoy it. It was a high uh, high intensity, fast paced, fun opening match for the night, and that's what you really want to set your pay per view up uh, at a high standard from the beginning. So those guys did their job. Uh, one thing that was noticeable, though, was Roman Reigns got booed a lot. Um, every time he got in the ring or he did something, he was booed. And, well, for me, you know me, guys, I loved it. Couldn't get enough of it. Um, but, yeah, I thought that was a little bit different. I know the Houston crowd is always uh, a little bit, uh, how should I say, they cheer for the bad guys um, and boo the good guys. Uh, but Roman, I mean... I hoped that him being in the Shield would sort of help him improve, uh, let the fans forget about it, uh, and move on. But I don't think that's going to happen, particularly with because uh, the male audience between sort of 18 and, and 50 read the internet. They know what's coming. They know he's scheduled to verse Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania for that title, um, and they don't like it. And I can understand why they don't like it, um, because Roman's scheduled to win... Um, and we don't believe he should. We don't believe he, he should be given the right. Uh, he hasn't earned it. Um, but that's the way WWE going to push anyway. So I guess it's our little resistance uh, booing him. Maybe WWE will listen. Maybe they won't. Who knows? Um, but yeah, somehow the Shield is going to have to break up. Tell you what, we'll tell you what. If Roman turned on the other two and went heel and then versus Brock at Mania and then beat Brock at Mania, I would be a happy man. I wouldn't have a problem with that. Uh, but giving Roman the title as a babyface, hmm, nah. I don't think a lot of people are going to like it. They didn't like it two years ago when you tried to do it and Seth cashed in. Uh, I don't think they're going to like it now. It's a failed experiment. You need to go back to the drawing board with this guy. Um, and change something, because it's not working, I believe. 
Um, but nonetheless, he did put a good effort in at Survivor Series, uh, as did all members of the Shield and all members of the New Day. So I was very happy with that. Let's move. I'm going to give the match. I'll give the match a B plus. Moving on, we had the women's uh, elimination tag match, and it was Asuka being the final uh, woman standing, winning it for Team Raw. Um, yeah, what can I say? It was a decent match. I liked it. Um, well put together. Uh, really gave Oscar the time to shine and show that she is a superstar uh, on the Raw brand slash in WWE, and she's not someone to be messed with. It's good to see they didn't break her winning streak. Um, it still hasn't been broken, so I'm wanting them to keep it alive get her with the title um, and then I mean if she's got to lose it sometime right so uh, maybe at Mania she can have a first loss if she's built into some sort of heel too strong too good and then you've got someone coming up who's lovable maybe I don't know a Becky Lynch would do it uh, fighting against the Lords I know they're on different shows uh, but who else from Raw could you really do it with because I, I would say that Sasha and Bailey were scheduled to go together, but maybe it could be a three-way. Uh, who knows? So, I think that was about it. Moving on, we had The Miz and Baron Corbin, and as you, well, as I predicted, Baron Corbin came out with the goods there, getting the better of The Miz. Um, Corbin's really turned into a superstar this year. I think it's been his best year ever. Uh, and I'm really excited to see what the kid brings in 2018 because I think 2018 is going to be the year of Baron. Uh, he is a main, main element of SmackDown. Uh, being on that show has really given him the power and the ability to make a name for himself and stand out from the rest. Uh, I feel like on Raw, it's probably a bit overshadowed. Um, just with the mix of talent... Uh, he didn't really get his his place, uh, so uh, what's what I want to use? He wasn't able to stand out as much as what he is on SmackDown. Moving forward, though, what else do we have next? I'm drawing blanks. We had the tag team championships uh, with the Usos versus. Uh, Shizaro, Sheamus and Cesaro, as you'd expect, or as I predicted again, it was the Usos getting the victory. The Usos are just on fire. I don't see how they can stay he heels for too much longer because their in-ring work is great. Their mic skills are off the chain. Um, completely underrated, in my opinion. I'd love to see them go be pushed further. Uh, but being the tag team champs is a pretty good deal anyway. Uh, but they did get the victory over Sheamus and Zaro. It was a little bit slow-paced at the start of this match. Uh, they did build, though, I think, um, to a relatively good finish. Uh, walking in with the gold, walking out with the gold. They certainly gained momentum. By winning that match. And Sheamus and Cesaro don't really lose too much momentum from the match. So, that's that's probably the way I expected it to go. Next on the card, we had the Women's Championship match. Uh, and this one was probably my only real uh, one that I wasn't sure which way it was going to go. Uh, we had 
Charlotte Flair versing um, you know what I've had another mind blank it wasn't Italia it wasn't Italia hmm who is it help me out guys Charlotte Flair <sighs> she did win the match but I wasn't sure if she'd win the match. Oh, <laughs> of course, it was Alexa Bliss. Um, I was thinking, Charlotte, who else on SmackDown can she burst? No, she was versing Alexa. Uh, I didn't like the match at all, to be honest. I'm, I'm giving the sorry, I'd, I'd miss. I didn't give ratings for the other matches. I'm going to give the women's elimination match an A minus. I'm going to give Miz and uh, Corbin a B. And I'm going to give Cesaro uh, and, oh sorry, Shazaro and the Usos, I'm going to give it a B plus. Uh, so this one, I didn't like at all. I'm going to give it a C plus. Uh, it was Alexa versus Charlotte, a very sort of sloppy match. Uh, there was just the little things, like for example, when uh, Alexa went to pin Charlotte, uh, she grabbed the, the foot closest to the rope, which is correct, that's the way she should have pinned, because you want to limit your opponent's ability to touch that rope, and then she switched to the, the leg furthest away from the rope, um, and, and it's just little things like that, like she realized, oh, I shouldn't have grabbed that foot, I'm going to switch and grab this foot, um, so it's, it's the little things like that, and then Charlotte proceeds to use the rope, even though she's a babyface, babyfaces don't use the rope, um, <sighs> Little things like that. It was just a bit of a sloppy, a couple of, of uh, mistimed moves. Didn't come out fluently. I understand they haven't worked together before, but hopefully they've had time to practice uh, before the show. Um, to me, it just yeah lacked a little bit. Alexa sort of looked down when she came out. I don't like seeing wrestlers come out and act down. She did it again on Raw last night, uh, which I'll get to the podcast pretty soon, but... For me, I just didn't like the match at all. Um, I wasn't sure if Alexa would pick up the victory or Charlotte did. I thought Charlotte might because she is the newly crowned champion and she certainly has a lot more to lose if she, in terms of momentum if she were to lose the match. Um, so Charlotte did get the victory. I think it's probably the right decision. Um, but I didn't like the match at all. Next on the card, we had AJ Styles versus Brock Lesnar and probably the most disappointing matches of the night. I was so, so sad at the way they did this. I'm giving this a C-. minus. I didn't like it at all. Um, AJ Styles is such a better talent than the way they used him. Um, I mean, someone as smart as AJ, someone that's been in the game for as long as AJ, surely wouldn't uh, be susceptible to a Brock Lesnar beatdown. He would know he has to be the, the faster man. He would know he has to move. He would know that he has to get some offenses. It was about 10 minutes worth of Brock Lesnar only offense. AJ didn't get a single punch. Um, so Brock Lesnar did his typical Brock beatdown. Um, AJ after that, well, you didn't have any hope for him because he, he's absorbed all this punishment. Um, Yeah, it was... I thought they should have booked it with AJ being quicker than Brock, uh, able to elude him, uh, frustrate him. Sure, give Brock little bits of uh, 
brutal uh, offense, but for the most part, give AJ a lot more quick offensive maneuvers and able to elude Brock with eventually Brock grabbing AJ um, high move after sorry high impact move after high impact move after high impact move eventually um, out or AJ succumbing to his uh, absorbed punishment and uh, tiring from always running from Brock uh, and then Brock gets the victory that's probably the way I would have booked it would have made AJ look a lot more stronger Brock kept his streak going and would have looked strong um, probably would have even looked better if Brock had overcome the more agile quicker uh, elusive AJ style so if I was booking it that's the way I would have done it I'm, I'm a little bit upset that it didn't turn out that way um, but what can you do uh, they they chose the way they're going to go, and I mean, I don't think it made AJ look good at all. I think it made AJ look pretty bad. Um, so certainly only one guy coming off with better momentum, and, and even that's a little um, over the top in terms of an analysis because I don't think Brock looked any more stronger than he did going into the match. Um, so really, what is the point if no one looks better? Um, so WWE have to sit down and look at that and hopefully they analyze that and see well maybe that wasn't a good idea but that's just my thoughts guys you guys might have liked it but I didn't next on the card we had that Raw Men's oh sorry not Raw Men's we had the Men's Survive Series Elimination Match uh, very big names in oh I've missed something I've missed something guys rewind and I, I realized I, I, I forgot about it when I thought about this upcoming match because John Cena was guilty of it too. But Roman Reigns came out not wearing any colors. Come on, WWE. What are you doing to us? You're just giving us a reason to hate him. He's the preferential guy. He gets the privilege. He doesn't have to do what everyone else does. It's the exact same thing why we hate him is not good enough. He didn't come out with any colors on yet. Every single other person on the show has come out with their brand's colors. Pending, well, John Cena didn't. I think John Cena's a little different to Roman Reigns. Uh, Roman, double standards again. This is why we don't like it. It makes me so angry. I, I hated it when he came out without colors on. I thought, what gives him? What gives him the ability? Why does he get to not conform to what everyone else has to do this is why he's got special privileges special treatment uh he acts like he's bigger and better than everyone else when he's not and that's why we don't like him so um yes it reminded me of it when i was talking about the survive series men because john cena also came out without any colors on he came out in a bright lime green shirt uh but i think there's a better reason for that john cena is not trying to win over the audience John Cena is not trying to sell merchandise. Well, he is. That's part of the reason why he had the the, uh, the green shirt. But John Cena is not on Raw or SmackDown. He's on both. He doesn't have a side. Um, sure, he was, he was picked in the SmackDown side. Um, but, I mean, that's just to get extra hype for the match. Just, just to get in more ticket sales. Just, just to get more network subscriptions. Um, John's been there, done his time. Uh, made them a lot of money. He's there as an attraction now. He is in the part-timer category. That is why he came out and what he did, and it. And I don't have a problem with it. Uh, but Roman is a full-time guy. Roman is someone that hasn't won the audience over. Roman is someone that needs to put in a lot more work. Roman is meant to be the future of the company. 
Roman is not doing what's right for business. If you want to win the men over, put the hard yards in, don't have special treatment, and do the best you can. Because it doesn't come across like that a lot of the time. It frustrates me to no end. Um, But moving on to the men's Survivor Series match, I thought it was a pretty good match. There was definitely um, well thought out uh, segments in the match. Uh, Definitely some really good confrontations. Uh, Triple H being there added a a lot to the match, I thought. Um, And going going forward, storyline-wise, in the lead-up to WrestleMania... um, Triple H is certainly, I believe, going to be playing a bigger role because he's definitely going to have a match at WrestleMania. Uh, It's just a matter of against who. I would probably think Kurt Angle, uh, but I'm not sure if Kurt can really go that long. I think it may be, I don't know, maybe it could be a tag team, Kurt and Jason versus uh, Triple H and someone else. I'm not sure yet. Um, But they've got a lot of cards to play with this year. I'm very excited. I'll be at WrestleMania, guys, so I can't wait. Um, yes, as it was uh, the end of the match for the men's match, it was Triple H actually pedigreeing Kurt Angle, his own teammate, uh, and letting Shane O'Mac pin Kurt, uh, only for then Triple H and Shane to stand up. It looked like Triple H had maybe lined himself with Shane, but no... Triple H was just playing the uh, Cerebral Assassin and then Pedigree Shane and took the victory for the team, uh, leaving Braun Strowman as the other Raw competitor still in the match, watching on from the apron. Um, and that's the way it ended. Well, it really it ended with uh, Triple H and Braun staring down, um, only for Triple H to attack Braun and Braun to power slam Triple H. Uh, and that is the closeout of the show. So, the men's match, I'm going to give it an A-. minus. I thought it was pretty entertaining. Wrestling wasn't great, but that's what you get with a big 10-person uh, elimination tag team match. It's more so everyone gets their, excuse the French shit in, uh, able to do their big moves, and then move on and clear the ring. So, we saw that. I hope you saw it too. If you haven't, go check it out, guys. It's it's a pretty good pay-per-view. I did enjoy a lot of it. Um, just a little nitty-gritty things I don't think I enjoyed. Um, but I'm not going to keep you in around any longer. We've been going for, what, 19 minutes now? So that's probably it for today. Um, big Roman's Reigns. Sir, Big Roman Reigns. Um, uh, what do you call it? Vent. Maybe a vent at 14 minutes so if you want to go back and listen to that again go ahead be my guest and until next time guys i'm going to catch you all down the road we've got a raw review podcast coming up thanks for tuning in guys i'll catch you all next time bye